At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The majority rules, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. So this has been fun. Uh, mostly this will be for as just sort of listen to and chuckle at. I do miss making him laugh. Actually, 90% of the time I record, I'm thinking, how can I shock as or make him laugh or just have him have no idea what I'm talking about, leave him baffled, like making references, you know, like Michael Jackson, because he just, there are so many worldly things. He just still doesn't. He was... He was raised as a Christian, you know, and just kept away from the dark. And I was too, but something about the dark just calls to me. I don't know. I don't know. You have to, I guess you have to know the demons in order to fight them. Is that true? I think that's from, I think that's from Screw Tape Letters. From the book of Lewis. Oh, I don't know. But Ez brought me cigars the other day. It was so cute. He was like, oh, no, dude, no, dude. they were two for a buck twenty-five. They were just, and they were, they were packaged like baseball cards. <laughs> this episode of an unexpected podcast is brought to you by Miles Ribbons, Landon Riffett, Kayla Underhill, and Matthew Johnson. Thank, Thank you. you.
Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Rosie. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the North Farthing in the beautiful state of Ohio. This week, we dive into one of the greatest movies of all time, The Fellowship of the Ring. We have show news, just a bit. We have Strider. But before we dive into all of that, Rosie, how are you? I am good. Tired, but good. Hmm. Um, Because we made ourselves go to the gym this morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. We got up. It was one of our goals, you know, in the summer. We do have the time and the means Mm -hmm. to go to the gym. Why not just do it five days a week? Um, Just do before you even get your coffee, get your breakfast, go and either work out or go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Just get moving. And it's always this moment, and I think we talked about this in the last episode before, but it's always this moment of waking up and now your choice of I can stay in bed or I can get up and go. And once you're in the car, you won. You already won. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you already fought your battle and you already won because now it's just do it. Go do it. We you're not going to turn around. You're not going to turn around and go right. back to bed. Well, I don't know. Some people would get halfway there and they're like, you know what? It's just not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, it's not worth it heading back home. Uh, which is a lot of effort, right? To get all the way up, get dressed, put your shoes on mm-hmm. and uh, and head that way. But uh, I don't know if it were me. Let's say you did decide to turn around. I'd be like, let's just swing through McDonald's. Get big <laughs> breakfast, some pancakes, turn on an audio book. Oh, I mean, that you know, sounds good too. <laughs> I had this summer That's where I I, uh, I was working out uh, just, just a lot with my, my, my buddy Matt. And uh, it was actually the summer before uh, my mom passed away. And I was working out like a crazy person, you know, because mom, mom had cancer and, and we had a lot kind of kind of going on. But sweetie, I was going every day doing my thing. But you know what I did? I, I also still had this ridiculous sort of I wanted a big breakfast. I uh-huh. wanted the pancakes. OK, so mm-hmm. I was I was listening to all my audiobooks, Harry Potter, Wheel of Time, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. I was just listening to all these, mm-hmm. these things I would just listen to. Right. I was blitzing Love through it. series. I would go to the gym, get on the elliptical machine for like 60 minutes and just be listening to a book. Get in the wow. car, drive around, 60 minutes, more book. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, why why stop when you can just pull through the drive-thru, get you a big breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, keep yeah. listening, and then I would go back and work out again. I felt like I That's was awesome. justifying. <laughs> you know how they say you can't you can't outwork a, uh, a bad diet? <laughs> that's so true, by the way. But that summer I almost did, okay? <laughs> Sounds I was, like I was, it. I was, I was killing it. We were working out twice you know it was, it was more just sort of uh therapy and stuff it was good anyway sorry random yeah. story time there but i mean that's it, it felt like we were making breakfast when we got home and we were listening to we were listening to <gasps> oh. the audiobook brought to you by lane smith yeah we were actually so we have some we have a surprise for you guys actually uh you probably heard a little bit before we started the show just some smatterings here and there of our good friend lane smithers my brother, by the way, I want to make that clear, okay? Uh, he's my brother from another mother. I'm excited for this, though. So it's a, it's a kind of a new segment where he's just sitting in, in the shadows with Strider. And it's wonderful. And I, I, I love this. And I, I love, we'll talk about it here at the end. But I want you guys to, uh, to listen to this. It's just kind of an update from, from Lane. And it's, it's so good. And then we'll, we'll discuss it uh, in, in a bit. Are you going to say something? Yes. What are you saying? Yes. I see your mouth open, so I start stuttering. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to, and I'm speaking now directly to you, Lane. Oh. Oh. 
I just want to tell you, you should do like an ASMR podcast or something. Yep. Because <laughs> it is so good. And I listened to one, um, I forget what it's called, but it's so cool. That guy, he does the same thing with his voice and he would talk about anything. The stars, science, philosophy, sit down, talk about like one little segment about, you know, his personal life. And then it, he dives into all these different categories and it puts me to sleep right away. Not saying that your, your recording didn't put me to sleep, but it's just this soothing, yeah. relaxing. Mm -hmm. Someone just talks to you feeling. Yeah. And I think you should seriously consider doing that. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was going to, I was going to text this to Lane, but he could talk about a screwdriver and I would listen. You know what I mean? Like I, I was like, because I he kind of talks a little bit about maybe what he wants this segment to be and what we want to do and, and you know talks about life changing we'll talk about that at the end I want you to listen to him first but like I really think he could talk about anything I know anything he wants it just doesn't matter that was actually the premise of our our lost sock uh, Patreon episodes back in the day it's just like we get, name an object <laughs> name an object and we will go from from there uh, so and it was just yeah pretty cool That's stuff funny. but here we go yeah let's let's head on into our new segment sitting in the shadows with Strider. Let's toss it to my brother from another mother, my home dog, the cream to my strawberries, Old Lane Smithers. Hey everybody, this is Lane, sitting in the shadows with Strider here in the Shire. And this being the very first segment, I thought it only fitting that I actually, you know, sit in the shadows with Strider. So I am. I'm right here next to Vigo. Uh, shadows, I guess, might be a bit of a stretch. It's uh, the, the curtains are drawn, but it's like only 7 o'clock, maybe 7.30. So and it's mid-June, so it's pretty bright outside still. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have been... Since school's been out, um, there's a lot of things that Vigo kind of needs throughout the night. And so I've been trying to uh, stay up a little bit later and um, help out with some of those things so that Sarah can get a good stretch of sleep in. And um, a lot of times I'm just sitting here on my iPad and doing nothing and wasting time and buying things I don't need. And so I talked to Ez about this a while ago. I was like, dude, I'm just sitting here. Man, I might as well record something. Send it your way. Uh, you can work it into episodes or whatever you want to do. And he's like, dude, do it, man. Do it. So here I am. Very first segment. Uh, he is sleeping beautifully. Um, wow, sorry about being out of breath. I, this is like, also, it's like um, like coincidental ASMR. It reminds me of that episode we did on, if you haven't listened to it, you should join Patreon just for a month at the lowest level or whatever level it is now just to hear the ASMR we did. Oh my gosh, it is so ridiculous. Um, it might only be funny to me and S, but, you know, maybe you'll think it's funny too, I don't know. But this is totally what it reminds me of, some accidental ASMR. It's actually really hard to do when you're out of breath. Oh my god, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, 
as was like, yeah, man, no problem. Let's let's do it. So, um, but yeah, he's he's sleeping beautifully here right now. He's such an amazing boy. My gosh, I have so many things to say. Um, I'm just gonna record kind of a short one right now, but um, I, I have things I want I want to talk about. You know, the show, things that have happened with the show ramping up for that in the time since I was last able to record um, talked a lot about it but I haven't recorded anything about it so I'm going to talk a bit about the show um, maybe work in some ways that as and I can do episodes um, sort of at different times even and then record them and put them together uh, see how we can do that uh, got lots of different ideas maybe some book reviews that as can throw up on Patreon and stuff like that I've thought about Reading Row of Random. I thought about going through the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. Uh, there's lots of different like Tolkien-related things. Um, wow, really out of breath. Um, I'm actually Ez doesn't even know I'm recording this right now. It's sort of a secret, um, and you know, secret secrets are no fun unless they entertain someone, right? Is what the uh, it's the old adage. And um, even if this just enter- entertains Ez, you know, if he never puts it anywhere. It'll be worth it. But, um, so he was actually, they had planned, he and Lottie had planned to leave a Zoom recorder and mic with me um, when they came down to the Shire about a month or so ago when we had our epic hangout and celebration. And uh, they just forgot to leave it. And uh, they were going to stop by another time. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't want them to have to stop by. And like, as... Seriously, I have to I have to move my head away from the mic every time I breathe. Because um I didn't want to ask it. like I just thought, you know what, it's about time I pony up, alright, and buy some equipment and learn how to use this stuff. Because you know, like that what an amazing friend, first of all, right? Like as just just he's not a friend. He's my brother. And um, you know, all this stuff that we have used throughout the years has all been stuff that he's bought that he's researched that he's figured out and um i guess i don't know i i, I could have just arranged a way to pick up some of our old equipment but i thought yeah, i want to pay homage to my bro i want to find something that i can just sorry it literally sounds like i'm stepping away to exhale from smoking a cigarette i, I kind of wish i was right now but um i wanted to pay homage to him in a way and that's like you know i have uh I've, I've done a little research and I've found some things that that I can use without him even knowing. So, and I think actually you have to excuse the quality, right? Because some of it might be a little bit off. I've never like set up a recorder before, but I think I'm getting it down a little bit. But this thing is awesome. But anyway, a little little trip down nostalgia lane. I mean, you guys know if you listen to Lane and As, you're gonna hear some nostalgia almost every episode, right? And um, this is no different, okay? And uh, it's probably the, one of the things that you've grown to love about us or one of the things that has, you know, sort of turned you off to us. And that's fine. But um, it was so cool unboxing. Uh, I just got like a one of the um, more simplified Zoom recorders. I got a uh, couple of cables and I got the... Uh, the Shure SM58, you know, the industry standard, industry, industry standard microphone. You know, Ed always said that, and I was, I remember, like, four years ago when we first started hearing him say that, I'm just like, oh, dang, dude, wow, industry standard. That's, like, that's a big deal. 
I was unboxing this microphone and right on the box it says industry standard microphone. Like, and I was like, okay. This whole time I thought that was something that he was coining. And he was reading it off the dang box, man. He had me fooled just like a wizard. So anyway, uh, just a real simple setup. I got my headphones on. It's amazing. So I've got the volume turned all the way up, right? So I can recording levels all the way up so I can whisper. Just like when we did our ASMR stuff. And it's great. He's not even budging over there. He's still asleep. And I'm, I'm like right next to him. So anyway, it was really cool just unboxing this stuff. Because I remember, guys, I don't know if you know this. I think we've, maybe we've shared this, but maybe not. When we first... This is so embarrassing. I sound like I just ran a marathon. When we first recorded four and a half years ago, um, right like days after when he was born, um, might have been, I can't remember if it was pre-Christmas or not, but it was right after when he was born, December of 2017, um, when he came over to record for that first time, all the stuff was still in boxes. Like it was brand new. The Zoom recorder, the Rode mics that we used that had the arm, that have the arms and everything, and the whole setup. It was all brand new. And um, getting this stuff in the mail, unboxing it, taking it out, checking it out. I got, I got the feels again, man. I got the feels. Like the very first time we recorded, and here again, you know, it was, it was all thanks to Sarah then. It's all thanks to Sarah now. It's all Goldberry's credit. It's all her fault. However you want to look at it. Like I was, I was like, yeah, I don't really need. You know, I'm going to spend the money on like recording and stuff. I can just wait for her, like get asked as to grab one. And so I, I really wanted to get my own stuff, but at the same time, I was like, you know, I don't want to. Spend, <laughs> it was it was fine either way. But Sarah was like, you know what? Go ahead and get it for Father's Day. And I was just like, geez, man, like she. If you can find yourself a partner half as amazing as my wife, count yourself a lucky person. You are a lucky soul. Um, because she's just the most selfless, most empowering, most encouraging, most loving human being like I've ever met. And I see her in my girls, and I see her in the strength of my son. And um, there's never been... <laughs> There's never been something I've wanted to do or dreamed of or aspired to be stupid or not that she has even had a moment's hesitation of supporting. You know, it just unflinching, unyielding dude. Like, she's amazing. Uh, and that's, you know, putting it as simply as possible so yeah so all thanks to her but um <laughs> just crazy nostalgia to that that first recording session i still remember the picture of us <laughs> it's just i don't know it's crazy you know having not recorded with us for a while and then getting a taste of it about a month ago when we were just sitting in the, in the living room with the mics and everything and i was like man this is so much fun even if it's even if no one ever listened again i would still count it as just like I don't know I've missed it it's a blast it's a blast to do together it's a blast to do on your own it's just a nice it's almost kind of therapeutic in a way to sort of get all your thoughts out there here I am rambling again anyway so I, I talked a little bit about different things I want to ways I want to contribute um, like I said 
maybe some book reviews that Ez can put on on Patreon. Maybe a little, definitely sort of my thoughts on the show that he can work into episodes. As we're, I mean, we're in the home stretch here. We're building up to season one. And, um, you know, different things that we can, uh, ideas and, and thoughts I have that I want to share. Um, and even just how my kind of my approach towards the show has changed. You know, at first it was all about, like, we were... I mean, that's the other thing, too. We've been covering this thing since it was first announced. Like, that was one of the impetuses for the show, or for the podcast, was the show coming out and us getting, you know, reunited our friendship and wanting to read the book again and as being, you know, doing, like, this this podcasting thing and thought, well, let's just marry them all together and see where it takes us and go on an adventure and get swept away. And it's, ex- it's exactly what it's been. Um, but, uh, yeah, so at first it was all about, you know, researching and trying to find information and then like people giving us tips of what they've heard and then reaching out to people and seeing if we could talk to anybody and it sort of shifted to just you know what like and I'll, like I said I'll elaborate on this more later but it's like I don't know I, I want to be caught off guard I want to be surprised you know I think I think back to how I entered the original film trilogy which I love more than anything in the world you know in terms of like movies and media and stuff I was caught off guard I was blown away it was an unexpected adventure for real and um, that's how I want this show to, to hit me you know I've seen the trailer I've seen all the pictures I've read what people have to say and yeah I'll, obviously I'll get into that more later but it's like I don't know I think we need to enter and there are definitely okay yeah I just I'll save it I'll save it there there, there were things that people were up in arms about with the original trilogy too Okay, uh, and yeah, those people either faded out or they changed their mind. And the other thing we got to realize is we're always going to have that trilogy, guys, no matter what. Whether your trilogy is, is Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit films or both, you can't touch those. Those are always there, and that is a comforting thought. Um, yeah, so anyway, talk about the show. Um, like I said, maybe do some other book reviews like Rove Random and uh, Dark Tower and I don't know, maybe even go through uh, Author of the Century. I don't know, different things that I can do just to sort of help and, and contribute and uh, just talk talk about uh, Middle Earth again. Um, yeah, I think I might record some more stuff later tonight, maybe, I don't know, but I'm just going to take it as it comes. It's really fun to just sit here and, and talk. Um, I do want to give a little sort of like mini update we are all are we are all at home uh we're in the first few weeks of summer um lots of things have changed in our in our family uh, a lot of unexpected things have, have come our way with you know with vigo with um with like um uh, sarah and i's like work professional lives um all, all different all different things but um but one thing that has not diminished is our is our love for each other. Or it has not changed anyway. Is our love for I guess it has changed. It's only gotten greater. Our love for each other, um, the pride we have in our family, uh, our commitment to just continue to yeah invest in one another. I mean th- those are the things that are most important. And uh, so life is good. All that to say, life is good. And I think a lot of people might kind of see some of the things we've gone through and uh, some of the things that Vigo has gone through and think, oh my, you know, sort of um, feel the sense of um, 
pity for us or, or uh, sorrow or um, all different kinds of emotions which are totally human, totally understandable. But I've said this a few times. I can't remember in what format I've said them, though, and who would have heard them. But, um, you know, like, I guess I guess the main thing is, is to not feel sorry for the Smiths. Uh, the Smith Six are... Yeah, we, we've we've had to overcome some things that we never thought we'd ever have to. Uh, we've had to have thoughts and discussions, and I'm mostly Sarah and I at this point, um, go down paths that we never thought, we never imagined. But um, but I, I can't imagine, this is a weird thing to say, because people won't, they, I don't think people understand this, but I can't imagine our lives any other way. I really can't, and I'll tell you why. Um, all of my kids, right, and my wife, when I look into their eyes, that's where my home is. I, I love this house we live in. I love Amanda. I love the Shire. But if that was all taken away, my home would still be there uh, because it's in them. It's in the love we have for each other. When I look in my son's eyes and he looks back at me, I it's unlike any other person. Uh, has It's like unlike any... Uh, it's unlike the way any other person has looked back at me in my life. Uh, it, it's really hard to... Even amongst my children, my wife, uh, my parents, uh, my closest friends, nothing even compares. Like, I... The only comparison I can imagine is like looking into the face of God. And I, you know, I don't know what that's like, but I have a feeling that's what I've experienced when I, when I look into his, his face, he has a way of looking at you and smiling that by rights, everything he's been through, um, he shouldn't be able to do that or he shouldn't even want to. And he does. Um, so yeah, I'm going to continue also like to share uh, parts of Vigo's story. And if that's something that, that you're into and that you're interested in, uh, you'll get more of that. And if not, that's, that's okay too. I will make sure it's bonus content. So it's not something that people have to hear if they don't want to, but I would, I can't imagine how you could want to, like, I, I can't help but share his, his story and his, his journey. And so I can't imagine not wanting to to hear about it. it's inspiring he's, he's a beautiful boy absolutely beautiful boy I always joke around he's like I don't know what to do with a pretty boy because I'm not one and my dad's not one uh, and he Vigo is an absolute pretty boy like his eyes and his eyelashes and his cute little lips and I mean he's just like he's incredibly pretty and he's got great hair of course Jesus. some kids are born with everything and that boy has something that uh, inside of him that I've never experienced in another human. So, in my mind, in the way we see Vigo, he he has he's just he's a kid who's been born with everything. Man, he's got it all. Uh, we are so lucky to have him. And yeah. So anyway, um, I don't even remember why I went down that. Oh yeah. So just yeah you know, yeah people um, all that to say. Um, know that the Smith Six we're doing well that this family is is loving life and why we do have some hard days and there are definitely moments that are very scary 
that we we've never been better we've never been better and all that to say I just like I want to wrap up here um, in a few minutes but I just wanted to say thank you to all of you uh, who've like reached out and sent positive messages and um, shared thoughts and prayers Um, um, yeah I I, I can't tell you uh, what that means to us what it meant to us what it continues to mean to us you know we were in the hospital and we had no idea how long we were going to be there. We spent, I think it was close to 80 some days at Children's Hospital. When, when we went in for his surgery, we were prepared for like five days max. Um, that was pre and post surgery. We had no idea we were going to be there for three months. Um, and even during that time, we didn't have like an end date. We had no idea. It was all just kind of dependent on how Vika recovered. Now he did. So it was, it was incredibly difficult, like mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, everything. Everything. Uh, throw spiritually in there too. And to hear from, from so many of you, and uh, I mean, some of you even went to the trouble of, of like sending gifts, gift cards. And uh, I can't thank you enough for all that. Um, you know, and Sarah. <laughs> says the same like we, we just can't uh, can't ever repay that other than just vowing to to do the same for for people that we encounter in our lives and we like to believe that we we always have that that's how we've tried to live our lives um but it's, it's it can be uncomfortable at times where you're the one that are receiving um you know what I mean because you just you feel like that's just too much this is way too nice like people are being overly overly kind and they don't have to do this but the fact that all of you uh, did and um, you know a lot of you sent messages and shared words and stuff in moments that um, were far more pivotal than you will probably ever know well you, you'll never know you'll definitely never know because um, it would be way too hard to even express um, but yeah uh, I uh, still remember it was crazy, you know. We didn't have a lot of visitors because, you know, there's um, still a lot of um, restrictions on the hospitals and stuff. But David Downing came on down and uh, delivered a, like a little care package from, from many of you uppers and a massive box of donuts. He, he didn't fly because uh, Dave's a, a pilot. He didn't fly down, but he, uh, you know, he did come down. So that was, you know kind of disappointed he didn't bring in the uh the old uh you know eagle into the hospital but that was fine Man, i'll forgive him of that but uh i sat down with him and had like an amazing conversation too and you know you've, you've heard us talk about dave david downing a lot and um you know he's the reigning potato cook-off champ you know i mean he still has he literally when he saw me he was like i got the golden potato in my car right now i was like you gotta be kidding me but uh, all the way from LEP too, he still got that potato. I know Kurt Jones is just man. He's I think he still loses sleep over that. But anyway, um, you know we talk about Dave a lot. But um, you know I had, I had only ever spent just that one day with Dave, um, and so you know I mean so I I hadn't seen a lot of people. I was, you know, anytime you see someone you've only seen a few times and you and you feel like you know really well, but you've never really spent like tons of time with you, you get a little nervous. I, I do anyway. And um, 
to spend time with him and hang out with him and feel absolutely no no nerves and be completely at ease and feel like I was talking to a friend I'd had for decades like childhood friend is is how David Downing feels that is um, it was was a reminder of the amazing friendships that um, have formed you know around this this podcast like people in your own state or people across the world that you may never have met before or may never have met without you know us all kind of finding each other through this and it was amazing man uh prayed for vigo and uh you know he gave me some really encouraging words and uh yeah i'll never forget it never forget it and gave me a box of donuts that were like heavenly gave me great advice too i think from his father-in-law he said go uh, take a couple give the rest of the nurses and uh you know angels deserve deserve the highest reward and so that's what i did and they were gone like five minutes um yeah so um man i could go i could do a whole episode on on the nurses that vigo had um truly absolutely angels uh and um and so are all of you and uh you know just i guess uh i don't know thank you thank you all for for everything you've done to help support us and um and encourage us in um in, in the bleak midwinter uh that that uh you know we've been through and um you know there are still days that feel like that um but the one thing i mean Vigo's taught us a lot of things but probably the most important thing to me that he's taught me that he's taken from cliche or just um you know concept to real life every day is that all we have is right now all we have is this moment there are no guarantees nor should there be expectation and we can plan for stuff and we can look ahead to the future and we can assume things are going to happen but just because we can doesn't mean that we should and that we should bank on that happening and that we should expect it to happen because a lot of times that informs our reaction things don't happen that we think should happen or that we anticipated or that we planned for a lot of times we react much more differently than if we see every moment as a, a gift and uh and um you know i don't know uh, just just not not a given essentially so yeah he's he's taught me that for sure uh, he's brought us sometimes painfully into the present but it's a good thing so uh yeah i mean that's that's what I, that's what i would leave you with right now is uh sitting here in the shadows with strider that uh we're lucky for every moment we have and um yeah i'm not gonna say like seize the day or anything like that i mean that, that that's, that's all great stuff but i'm hot you know and i think sometimes quote unquote seizing the day or i don't know what other <laughs> comparables there are like you know going for your dreams and all this stuff like sometimes for me that's going through your day and appreciating the sunrise and you know um enjoying every sip of coffee and giggling with your children and you know finding time to tell your 
your loved one, like how much they really mean to you. And like when you put on a nice pair of shoes, feel every inch of it. I don't know. Like, you know, that's to me, that is seizing the day. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, anyway, glad to be here with all of you again. Um, looking forward to creating more content for you. Uh, I hope that, hope that you're, it'll be something that you can enjoy as well. Uh, I, most of it probably will be on Patreon, but, uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever I can do as we work towards the, uh, the show coming out. And then I think we've got some things planned for reaction episodes and, and, uh, I don't know how much speculation we can do because it's all there. I know they'll take some liberties, so I'm sure there'll be some, some wild, wild speculation we can make. And then you guys can plead the showrunners to invite us to fancy conventions and all these things and if they beg us we will go but that's what it's going to take it's going to take Pan and mckay begging us to go to whatever premiere special invite to the set or sit in on the writer's table you know the one that's under lock and key and james bond guards um but you know if they force us we might um love you guys I uh, can't thank you enough for, yeah, continuing to be on this, this adventure with us. I mean, like four and a half years later. It's crazy. And uh, you can always count on Lane Smith to just ramble away and talk your ear off. But uh, yeah, from the Shire, sitting in the shadows with Strider, my boy. Um, remember that Frodo knows, Bilbo knows, and load around Prime, who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right, friends. That was Sitting in the Shadows with Strider. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that very Me much. Too. It was really nice. So before we started recording, uh, we listened to that. I listened to many other things that, that were sent as well. Some pre-recording uh, I listened to a couple different, uh, we, we actually have a special coming up, I think after this episode, we'll talk about the orcs, uh, Lane's got some thoughts there, some stuff on the new show, and different things, I'm glad though, you know, he, he called me out for the Sure SM58, and it is, it, it is the industry standard, because it does say so on the box, okay, <laughs> uh, if they tell that to me, I believe it, and it just is what it is, although right now we're using a Zoom microphone and a Rode microphone over there. True. Crazy. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, uh, I, I don't know what it is. I, I love when I got into like recording. I remember when Lane and I started this podcast, I was like, the word new mics, new cables, the whole thing. You love I, it. I just want, I love it. I do love it. <laughs> and uh, we, we kind of even joked with your friends who were here from Germany about going to Best Buy and being the, being the Best Buy guy, being the tech guy. And I, I yeah. joke on other projects, our Shell Cottage Radio uh, project, I jokingly call myself the, the friendly uh, tech wizard, you know? You just are. Because <laughs> I, I love it. I, I, like, I like to, you know, it's like, I'm friendly until uh, like it's like we don't know how to operate. I don't know because it can't te- technology <laughs> can get kind of like uh, I don't know stressful at, at times. And if anyone recalls the early days of setting up the podcast, see now the podcast is just set up here. And when I go down right. the lanes, when we set it up, it's way easier. But God, I used to I used to sweat and just work around. <laughs> Lane would try to talk to me the whole time, and so I'm, I'm trying to think. Okay, okay, shoot, don't mess this. up. I've had recordings, full recordings, where we've recorded like hours worth of stuff or something and it's we weren't recording 
didn't press record set the whole thing you know what i mean that's always or, my worst fear yeah or so, so something <laughs> fails or like we only had one microphone plugged in or turned up or we were getting feedback from the other microphone and we didn't hear it it's just crazy so it was kind of cool to, to hear him in there with with the equipment and it was so funny i i, I felt like um again thank you by the way to goldberry for this experience because he, that's awesome i love that we got the equipment and and that he's uh re- you know recording stuff for us there and everything and She's always been just so wonderful to Lane and I, just in terms of letting us record and, and uh, you know, making it just, it's such a homey vibe, you know, yes. down there and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, Sarah, we were talking about the the smells of your house over on Shell Cottage Radio not too long ago. We were just <laughs> literally going on and on about ambience and, weren't we? We were just talking about ambience and smells mm-hmm. and sounds and everything. And it's, it's I don't know, Lane's, Lane's again bringing that our, our direction. So, pretty, pretty cool stuff. But yeah, the, the, uh, <laughs> Getting out of breath when you when you whisper, and you intentionally try to mm-hmm. like lower your voice, but yet drive on quickly in yeah. in your speech, it's hard. Okay. It actually it actually because Lane was like right, he was like out of breath. <laughs> he was like yeah, I don't know if you heard that right. He was like it was in the pre record. I don't know if I cut any of that out because again I'm gonna do it afterwards. But like he does this whole pre recorded uh, thing where he's just kind of chatting with me. I'll put that on Patreon for you guys if you guys want to check it out. And uh, it's just funny because he's like I feel like I'm running a marathon, mm-hmm. you know. And he was like. <laughs> So just just pretty cool, but uh, good good to hear you know just updates. I wanted it's so good for I think um, people who have listened to this podcast for again over four years now. Yeah, right. Um, to to get updates on the family, how they're doing, how things are going with Vigo and stuff, and like like Lane said, life changes, and and really it's something. I remember he texted me. It's been a while back. It's sort of like you know we could, and I I'll just say this: we we could just stop. You know what I mean? We could have just stopped mm-hmm. and said, hey, we're just not going to do anything or whatever. But I told Lane, I'm like, I love doing this. You love doing this. We'll yeah. do it when we can. We'll, yeah. we'll do it in whatever way we can. And and if we set it down, we set it down together. And if we pick it up, we pick it up together. That's just right. what we do. Um, so we're, we're kind of excited just to, one, it's just fun. I mean, we were sitting there on the couch the other day when we went down yeah. to Amanda. And it was awesome. It was just <laughs> so fun to just sit there and talk. And things are going on around the room. But I'm like lasered in looking over there at, yeah. at Lane and just talking about stuff. So. It was it was really good and and I think it, it's it's good to hear from from Lane just in terms mm-hmm. of what you know to hear about Vigo's story hundred percent like I, I love yes. hearing about Vigo's story and I love hearing uh, about them and what's going on I just think they're they're you know again I'm you know he's my brother I love him uh, but they're just good people and I I just absolutely love the spirit that they put out the positive energy the mm-hmm. vibe all that stuff you know and just the wholesomeness of it so and I feel like you know for years Lane and I have been we did we did the um, the reread. Now we're trying to, we even, th- I think today you said you were on the treadmill, right? We're over there at the gym working <laughs> yep. out yep. And, and you were listening to our movie review I, of the fellowship. Right? I did. And I actually wanted to, you know, reference it a little bit, not regurgitating shout out to Mr. Weasley. Wow. Regurgitating <laughs> what you said, but, um, it's a really good episode. So if you want to do a movie rewatch and hear a little bit about behind the scenes and their favorite mm-hmm. moments go back and listen to it you know yeah um it's a really really good episode and i enjoyed it even though it's years ago but it's timeless because the movie is so timeless yeah yeah yeah. and i i just most of the time i was nodding my head like yeah that's right that's true that's so like mm-hmm. the feeling you get when you watch the movies the i know we're going to talk about it in a little bit but like even even little things like hey um, remember this, you can say what you want about a movie and people are always going to say, oh, book's better than movie, but yeah, yeah. what a movie, a great movie like this does, it will 
get people to read the book. Yeah, exactly. It gets them to dive in there. And, they're, and they're, that's awesome. Most of our Tolkien stories, and again, Lane's story, is that very thing. Yeah. Um, I, I had only read, I think, really The Hobbit. Maybe I had tried to read The Fellowship. I mean, I say that I did, but look, thinking back, I'm like, I more just skimmed it yeah. <laughs> and rolled through it when I was in, when I was in uh, middle school. Because yeah. then, then the films were coming out in high school. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is, this is awesome. And it does then send you right back into it. Okay, let me go yes. back and like, like reread that or, or whatever. And a lot of people... They saw it and they said, hey, I want to know more about this. So actually, one of the things that Lane mentioned in, in this segment was mm-hmm. the uh, thoughts on the show. I want to be surprised. Yeah. And trying to recapture even just a little bit. I mean, nothing ever really replaces that feeling of going in and watching The Fellowship of the Ring yeah. the first time in the theaters yeah. and going, what is Jaw this? Jaw-dropping. Jo- yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And especially for people our age who that was like our childhood and we're in there at the, the, mm-hmm. the theater and just, I don't know, getting blown away by, by Middle Earth. Uh, I feel like I don't want to steal anybody's thunder or, or any like kids who are sitting down in their living room or wherever it's going to be doing little watch parties or their parents are big Tolkien fans and they have their kids mm-hmm. sitting there. They may love this show. They're, they're right. going to absolutely just eat it up and they may be like, well, what, what happens after this? Mm-hmm. What happens after this? Well, we got a whole story for that. We can actually right. tell you that. Right. Uh, what happened before? Well, there's stuff in the Silmarillion about the, what happens before. Mm-hmm. So this is a, kind of like a playground where they're going to make some interesting, cool, you know, stories. And I feel like it's it's exciting. So I, I'm with Lane that I kind of want to be su- surprised. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. A very cool thing that Lane said on that episode that I just listened to mm-hmm. was um, seeing it as like a piece of art, right? Yeah. No one would go in and say, you know, like you have all these different artworks about lord of the rings or in the lord of the rings universe in middle earth mm-hmm. yeah and no one would go and say oh this is not middle earth this is not it all right no it's, true. it's just a, yeah. it's just different versions of it and and he even talks about it in terms of the show because you had no idea back then what the show was going to be like or, or be about like, even or, or look like it. nothing there, there was right. nothing nothing no and it's just different pieces of art that you know the movies are different even the hobbit it's it's one interpretation of it and that's how we should see it and it's well someone said not 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 to cut you off but like someone Mm -hmm. said they really do enjoy i think it was in our our rewatch they enjoy the uh like like the animation like the Mm -hmm. animated hobbit the animated lord of the rings they enjoyed um the hobbit for what it was and to get more uh, the War of the Rohirrim might be coming out. It's, it's this, this uh, I don't know if it's an animated series or something. Mm-hmm. I haven't really looked into it much. It sounds like we finally just got some news on that. I think Lane was posting on our social media yeah. uh, about it not too long ago. So they're different. They're different interpretations. They're different um, I- ideas around the same story. And you still have the books. Yeah. You can actually still go to the books and get right. your own. And everyone has their own picture in their mind, too, of how these things... Yes you know, look and work or whatever. Like, they're described to us, but still, people envision Tom Bombadil. It, like, invokes this feeling of these characters, and then we paint the picture in our minds. So, that's always still there for folks, and I feel like that's awesome. Me too. So, yeah, just just good stuff. Um, Let's see, what else here? I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Again, I love hearing those, and I'm hoping to uh, hear more. We do have one, a special one. I know folks were wanting, I'll kind of dive into some of our uh drop in eaves just a little bit i want to mm-hmm. mention this and then we'll go over the schedule then we'll dive into uh listener comments and thoughts about uh the fellowship movie and then we'll go yeah. into our top three moments i think you yes. have three moments i have three right. moments we kind of want to go over but just a heads up here and i'll put a link in the description for this if you haven't checked this out yet the ign.com article on the rings of power 
Orcs exclusive is phenomenal. Um, I think I'm going to do a whole episode where I talk about it. Lane's obviously got some thoughts that he sent me. I haven't listened to those yet. Uh, but you have some really cool individuals who are in here talking. Lindsay Weber uh, works in the prosthetics department, and she she kind of breaks down really what's going on with the orcs and what they're trying to do and the how they're going to work with... I'm so terrible at film stuff. What are they called? The graphics department? Who are they called? You know, the whatchamacallits. Anyway, the people who do the special effects. Mm-hmm. Those people, right? Mm-hmm. And because people are always wondering, like, they're, they're always discussing, is, is this a... Is this CGI? Did, yeah. did, did they CGI this? Or, or is this a practical effect? Is this a, a prosthetic costumes? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not the strongest uh, in, in that realm. I like to just look at the story and you just entertain the heck out of me and I'm down, you know. But it is cool to kind of look at the... It, it can be glare. I guess when they're done well and you don't know and you can't see the difference, yeah, you're like, that's well, that's good. awesome. Those yeah. teams will work together. And as I get older, I kind of understand that more. But, but mm-hmm. as a kid or even just a... a a general fan, you, you go in and if you don't notice any of that, that's a good thing. I'm just down. Yes, you, you've, true. You've sold me on that's an orc and it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yes, ma'am. And I also want to say this now that I got into 3D arts, I'm learning so much mm-hmm. about yeah. what you can do. And I think both re- um, deserve credits. Both because sure. making the costume yourself is awesome. That's art itself that's an amazing talent you have um to bring that to life in you know in the physical world i want to say but also cgi like doing it on a computer bring it to life there that's hard work as well Mm -hmm. just yeah i just want to you know bring attention to that that you have to learn how to do that there's a lot of things that you can could do wrong and like you said if you can't even if you have to look twice to really tell is that CGI or not is people to also respect their work for sure. Yeah, because that's all I was because <laughs> really you they they actually go on and that's a, that's a good point because I I, I don't want to mess this up. So it's Jamie Wilson who um, is the head of the Rings of Power prosthetic department mm-hmm. and uh, talks with the executive producer and they sit down with IGN and, and kind of go over the those comp those two departments working yeah. together. Oh yeah, it's and, often and the how, mix of it. Yeah. Yeah, and then how like when when you're moving, when the actor's moving, like if it's a close up and it's a still and there's not a lot, lot of action, yeah, that's like almost all prosthetic, and it's mm-hmm. it's really it's, it's fantastic. You know, a lot of work is done there. But then when they get into action sequences and stuff, that orcs are doing things that humans can't do. Right. So you kind of need right. You do need someone to go in there and digitally do that for <laughs> us and and make that work. So it's a fantastic article. Check it out. I'll try to do a a separate episode from this where I kind of uh, insert Lane's thoughts on this. And then I'll give you my take on it. We'll break down that article and ca- kind of go from there because it's exciting. It's it's really, if you haven't seen the images yet, I, again, I think we've posted a few over on our social media, but they are phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal yeah. stuff. So, <laughs> all right. Watch party and recording. So the two towers, July 9th coming up. I think we're going to mm-hmm. go on a little vacation. You and I are going right. to head to, to, to the West Coast. Haven't been there uh, in a long time. And I don't think Never you've been ever there. been there. Right? No. Yeah. So that'll be kind of fun. We can... Head out there, we're going to see my buddy Matt and uh, record some stuff for, for my other projects. And he's getting married later this year and got to go back out a second time. So <laughs> it's going to be going to be wild. Exciting. But yeah. yeah, we're going to have the watch party and, and a recording over on uh, so July 9th for the Two Towers. And then Return of the King is going to be July 23rd. So Wow, only two movies left. <laughs> yeah, I know. Crazy, right? I mean, and, and really what's awesome is that somewhere along the way here, we're probably going to be getting a like a trailer of some kind, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. For, for, the, for the second closer, age show or closer. something. So, yep. yeah. 
I, I, I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I think that's it, right? We're ready to dive in? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we've kind of done this in, in a little different way. We've got... Uh, there's a lot in the extended edition Mm -hmm. you know there's there's you guys know this it was such a long watch um i was shocked (laughs) almost four hours yeah three and a half and it was a great experience it was a wonderful experience but you're sitting there too and then we're kind of talking with folks shout out to matthew johnson again who who always uh (laughs) comes in there had date night still snuck in there half an hour beforehand got the pizza for the kids and everything you know uh it was pretty cool but uh, we had a couple other folks in there as well and uh, we, we just appreciate you guys. It made it so much mm-hmm. more fun just to have you in there and, and have you chatting with us. It was, it was great. Somewhere was in there in the beginning. And then they came back at the end. And they were like, you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Still here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so those, those have been fun. And it's, it's good just to kind of, uh, one, it's proof. It's proof now that Ez has watched the extended. The next thing will have to be, yeah, the next thing will have <laughs> to be the, um, the, the appendices or whatever, right? So I'll have to go and watch the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. I've seen some of it, but not all of it. <laughs> Lane actually referenced it again. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. He just likes to stick it in That's there funny. deep and just, you know, twist the knife on me. Uh, I'm just kidding. So let's see. Yeah, let's go. So kind of three moments, right? So you, you mm-hmm. have three moments. We're not, I'm not really sure how this is going to go. If we're going to go in actual order, if we're going to bounce back and forth. Uh, we'll kind of see. Oh, why don't you just give us your first moment? Yes. And they're, they're not like in, in order of like your best moment. It's just three. We just picked three moments that we thought were mm-hmm. really good yeah. uh, that we went with, that we want to talk about. And then I'll go over my three. But let's go with your one and then I'll do my one. How about that? Okay. That sounds good. Okay. All right. So my first number one is, and I think they're in order for me, like how the chronological order of the movie. So number one, Ooh, so mine. Um, one of my favorite moments is actually when... Sam and Frodo, they, they're not just in the field. So I wrote down Sam and Frodo in the field starting at 44 minutes. Okay. 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 And they're not just in the field, but they're, you can see them with their walking sticks. And they're starting their journey, basically. Just the right. two of them. And they're walking. And you see different scenes. And you, there's a waterfall. And um, all these different scenic shots. And it, you will see, I love, I mean, that's what the whole movie is also about right the scenic shots of new zealand that we get to see and i think one of my other moments is also about that yeah but um i love when sam suddenly stops and it's like um the sit and frodo's like huh huh what the zit right here what (laughs) he's like if i said spot yeah and it's 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 it's, it's also cool that he knows that he must have been there before (laughs) or something and not gone any further or he but counted like, the what steps stopped or, <laughs> I don't what know. stopped him in his tracks right there this i mean is it, there's you know? a what you call it um it's in the field there's birds farmer maggot is there scarecrows Scare, scarecrow yeah right. there's a scarecrow right next to him i was thinking maybe that's where he went <laughs> that mm-hmm. scarecrow is uh his i don't know the, the mark the marker the, yeah. yeah and and he's like uh yeah this is uh if i stay uh take one step further this is the Furthest I've ever Furthest been. I've ever been. Yep. And um, the change of, I think it's it's awesome, the change of music here. So we have a certain theme of music that yeah. will goes along when they, you know, start their journey and they walk. And yeah. then while Sam says it and Frodo goes back to him, he's mm-hmm. like, Sam, the mm. music changes. Yeah, it changes. And it's, it's more this emotional. old concerning Hobbit's. Back yeah. to the Shire thing. 
home. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I think that it's just, it's just so well done. Well, think about this. So what Lane said today about um, Amanda or even just your physical home and your location. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And really, friends and friendship, like when you meet up with people in different countries around the world or you go, you can find bits and pieces of home. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's far away from the physical location of what you would consider home. Mm -hmm. Or or even just, even if they weren't from there, it's just like you find kindred spirits or whatever. It made me think of that because he's talking about that in terms of looking into Vigo's eyes and then just his family, right? And that's how I think about, you know, things with you. We've talked mm-hmm. about this we're, we're, regardless of where we're at, you know, it's home. Yeah. And, and it's awesome. Right. And then you find other things, other other friendships or other whatever. Because, again, they're, they're, they're friends, you know, and they, they both are from the Shire. They, right. they have a closeness, a, a good relationship. And so it is just kind of cool for that moment, for the theme to change, for him to come back. And, mm-hmm. and you get those moments that they're, they're together, you know, yeah. and, and still, you know, taking that, that step far away from the physical location yeah, of home because there are him. two things right there are it is nice to have your the physical spot that you enjoy places you like and enjoy and things and stuff or whatever mm-hmm. but then you have companionship and fellowship yeah. and and stuff that kind of uh you know that that was a part of the physical location in home mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah and we also have to think about um for frodo that's 
he's been wandering through other parts that are f- further away uh, within the Shire True. than Sam. We uh-huh. we get we don't get that much uh, in the movie, but in the book we know Frodo. It's it's you know there's a long time between the party and when they actually leave, and during that time Frodo's already like, in in German we would say he has Hummel im Hintern. Right, you have uh, bumblebees in your <laughs> in your backpack in your butt. What? <laughs> That's how we say it. when you can't you know you have to move you have to do something. Humble. Hummel im Hintern. <laughs> okay, that's when I will probably have to learn after the show. Bumblebees and your bottom. Yeah, and your pants and your trousers, yeah. Yeah, you just have to go. You have to move. You feel like you... We say ants in your pants. Okay, yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, probably And you the get kind thing. of the... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to get up and go. You got to move. Right. Yeah. So that's where Frodo's not... It's not a, such a big deal for him. And, and Sam's like, wow, I've never been this far. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? I know mm-hmm. this is kind of personal, but like, have you ever had a bumblebee... In like my pants, no. In your pants or in your shirt or in your stuck in your clothing or anything? No, just a bee. I don't know for some reason. I think I don't know if bees are attracted to sweat. Yeah. But sweat all bees, the those time, little, tiny little, yeah. yeah. No, no, no they like actual bees that sting. Oh, okay. Because a lot of times, with my dad and um, and Anka, we go to that Mexican restaurant. It's near that house, right? All yeah. the time, and they have to, like I, they must have like a bee's nest somewhere around that restaurant because mm-hmm. it's in the summertime. It's there's a lot of bees, and you got to watch out your drinks, your food. Really. And I've gotten stung and almost stung multiple times. Every time, they crawl into my shirt, Are you sure? like armpits. What? They go for my armpits. What the and heck? And it's painful. Yeah, it's painful. Holy For some reason, smokes. Yeah. So that I don't know if that answers your questions, but <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> is it the is uh, it the sweat? Is it the I don't know, like, is it? <laughs> bee experts tell me are uh are bees attracted to human sweat. That's wild. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um I have had actually one get stuck in my hoodie before. Oh, and like, a bee or a bumblebee? Uh, just a bee. I don't know. It, it, it got stuck. Mm. It, st- it, it stung me on my neck. Oh, okay. Got me. And I so was I like, think bumblebees don't sting. So it has a stinger. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a bee. You know, keeper guy. I don't know. I don't know. I love them, and I, I love honey. So. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. There's that. Okay. Anything else? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good moment. Yeah. I like that moment because then again, you have Pippin and Mary kind of, you know popping in there and again totally oh yeah i thought about books right but. i thought about that moment too yeah. but then i was like no i prefer that one i like people you could also say you know in the shire the party that's cool yeah but for yeah. some reason i wanted to pick this moment because it was kind of intimate between bilbo and um frodo frodo, frodo and oh sam. my god frodo and sam i got you don't worry Oh, I, get me out of here. I get <laughs> I made that. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I just said Bilbo. You're fine. I you would I've done it before actually on the reread, so <laughs> it, I actually what did I say one time? One time I blanked and uh, couldn't say Aragorn. I said like Aragon. Aragog. Or a, like Aragog. I was thinking Aragog or something, you know? <laughs> it's very close. Also, I mean, why would you pick such names that are so close like Arwen and Eowyn. Oh, I know. It's so and hard to sometimes. And yes. then so on. Like, so yeah, no. My, my buddy Matt before. just, he, he can't. He cannot wrap his mind around uh, the, the names and stuff. He's like, I, I don't know who's who. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, so. excuse me, Frodo and Sam. Frodo and Sam. I love Frodo and Sam. We all do. And yeah. we'll get to that. I've, one of my points is, is them at the end as well because 
they make it for us. It's just, it's yeah. so, so awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because they're, they're, I, we, you know, cornfield around here. It's like, there's so much, that was a cornfield they were in essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, it looks like Ohio to me a little bit, yeah, even though I know it's farmers, New Zealand and it's farmer state, farmer's country. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Okay. Um, excuse me. Okay. Uh, what's your number one? My number one here. Here we go. The Black Riders Chasing Frodo in the Shire. Oh. Now, the reason I brought this up is because people are going to be like, we haven't mentioned the Shire or the, or the party yet at all, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But it's awesome. Yeah. I feel, like at this, I feel like at this point, people will be like, okay, come on. Like, yeah, we, right. We, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone loves that. You know? I guess we just want to point out some other awesome moments that are sometimes underrated. I yeah, because I mean, some of mine mm-hmm. are going to be like, obviously, I mean, it, people know the characters yeah. that I like and they know what's coming up. But the mm-hmm. Black Riders, and I guess this, this one actually ties a bit more into the podcast personally, mm-hmm. because Lane and I experienced Black Riders in Amanda, down in the Shire. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we were spooked out a couple, a couple nights and we were actually covering chapters where like the Black Riders were around. And we heard noises, <laughs> we heard stuff, you know, and oh, like we heard wow. like a clattering at the window. And we're like, huh, what? You can like hear a stop. And I actually think I say in the pod, I'm like, what was that? I'd be freaked out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so <laughs> we had those moments. It was almost like, like in the book, they would often say we couldn't speak about the ring during the daytime. You know, we needed to, <laughs> yeah. to kind oh, of yeah. wait mm-hmm. or whatever. You, or you had to, or maybe they, no, sorry, the opposite, I guess. But it, the idea was that you had to, things were scary. You couldn't talk about certain things. And if you did, something might happen. So yeah, here yeah, we yeah. were talking about the books and something's going on down the street or we're hearing something outside. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it just sort of made, uh, amplified those moments for me yeah. in the book. And then they do such a great job with the costumes. Did you know, by the way, let me pull this up. I've got a couple of different um, general trivia things here I wanted to okay. mention. That, let's see, for... There is a scene. So so right right after where you're talking about with, with Frodo and mm-hmm. Sam... Mm-hmm. Remember they go ro- they go rolling down the hill, yeah. right? After they've got all of the vegetables and stuff. Somebody dislocated their shoulder. A stuntman <gasps> dislocated his shoulder when they... That was the first day of shooting. Oh, no. Which is wild. I mean, it looked rough. Yeah, it definitely it definitely did. So, anyway. Uh, another one. So, as we're talking about the, the Black Riders, you, you think about them... My, my exact favorite scene is when the road kind of changes and Frodo's like, oh, get yeah. off the road. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And they have to jump down there and they're hiding and the Black exactly Rider comes mean. out. Because yeah. I remember during the thing, I'm pointing, I'm like, look, 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 look to the right of that tree. Mm-hmm. We don't see a thing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like there would have been some warning had we have saw it. But the way the angle of, of the shot around the tree, you can't see the yeah. Black Rider emerge. That's and when it does, tree. you're like, whoa, where did that come? Did it just step out of the tree? It's, it's brilliant. It's just a great way to shoot yeah. it. Yeah. But there are there after that there are there are numerous sort of little, like um, shots like a montage of, of different shots of them mm-hmm. being chased and and everything and it kind of leads up to Buckleberry Ferry where and it is a cool moment where, where Pippin and Mary are like you need our help we need we need to go we're being yeah. chased right yeah. etc and he you know it's Mary's like Buckleberry Ferry let's go right and they're off <laughs> yeah. and running so Don Monahan actually I think when he is. He is like on his way onto that raft or whatever. He gets a massive, and by the way, it's very minor splinter through the prosthetic in his foot. Oh, yeah, and it's so funny. I guess when they when they finally got the splinter out, he was he was saying it's, it's massive, guys. 
it's huge. <laughs> and they get it out, and it's this little tiny thing that somehow <laughs> I'd just gotten through or whatever. And Billy Boyd teased him quite a bit about that. Okay, so that's that was, funny. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then there's another one where Elijah Wood over jumps the boat. Mm-hmm. Like, he's remember, he's running. Right. And he's like, he's like, go, right? mm-hmm. he's like, take, take off. Right. And he's running and he jumps and he, he must have actually uh, over jumped it and ended up in the, <laughs> in the actual river, which I thought was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Sometimes you do wish they would keep that because that's probably what really happened on a journey like this. It's not a perfect shot movie, perfectly shot movie. Right. It's uh, yeah. it's just people do. They can't always. It happens. Yeah. It yeah, it, it makes it feel I mean, more real. I mean, it's it's cool. That, yeah, he, he falls in there and they catch him. Yeah. And everything. yeah. Believe it in. But it makes it more, I don't know, relatable, natural to think about that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. So anyways, that whole scene has just always been kind of kind of interesting for me. I mean, I, I love the whole first third of this of this movie. Oh, yeah. You know, just all, all the stuff in, yeah. in, with the elves in the woods yes. and the extended bits and stuff and, <laughs> and, 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 and all of that. I really, though, do, as much as I love all of that, you know, if you gave me a five-hour movie, mm-hmm. I would love to see them go to Crick Hollow Cottage. I would love to see them go through the yeah. old forest. I, w- I would love all of those things. It would really just be, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it could be its own movie, the first yes. third. There, there's yeah. all the trekking around that they do and all the time that it takes and, and stopovers and avoiding the, the mm-hmm. riders. I remember there was a scene in the book where they're looking back up at this hill and that rider's up there on that hill and, mm-hmm. and they don't know what it is and they're trying to like, yeah. think, think through that. It just, I don't know, so good. But so. then people might come in again, like with the Hobbit. They, I know this is stretched over three. Even though it was one book, Spread they stretched. Thin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um. Scraped. Like too it, much that's butter. the balance of okay. How much do we give it? Um, you know, the audience of the book, and how much is like cinematic? What makes sense in a theatrical way? And, but it's funny that you mentioned the first third of the movie because I think all my three moments are from the first third of the movie. Yeah, I noticed that. That's why I actually I have some at the at the, at the end. So uh, you're good. You're good. That's fine. What what's your uh, point number two? My number two, and um, I love I love the elves. Mm-hmm. And an epic moment for me that I didn't necessarily think about. You know, the first time. You're like, okay, what are my top three moments? It didn't come up right away, but I just kind of clicked through again. And yeah, this is one of my favorite, favorite moments because it shows us some of the elf magic. Yeah. And it's just, to me, shows that the character, um, Arwen, is is powerful. She's powerful. And the elves are powerful. Heck yes, she is. And especially like they, they draw their power from nature from their surroundings from they they kind of live you at least you imagine they live in tune with nature and balance blah blah blah. yeah yeah um and she uses the power of the river yes um to uh wash down the black riders and protect frodo yeah that's huge i mean if she hadn't protected frodo he would have i mean in the movie she he he, would have probably died we don't oh, really yeah. know, but she it's she close. needed to. Yeah, that this this whole moment and again, whether you like the um Glorfindel reference and all, you know, I you you know how I feel about Glorfindel. Yeah. I actually love that Arwen does this yes. and has this whole moment and sort of calls yeah. upon the powers yeah. of 
Rivendell and 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 nature and what have you, yeah. Elvish magic. Yes, it's awesome. It is one. It is one of the coolest, coolest uh, things. My mother loved this part. Oh, loved did she? It. Yes, Be- because of all the like, you can see the horses kind of, um, you know, like galloping in the yes. water mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's just it's so beautiful. And, and the fact that it's her is is just awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's she's great. So and how she says, if you want him, come and claim him. If you want him. Come and claim him. Right. I was, then, that's not how she sounds. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's your interpretation. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But then they, they're like, okay, we'll come over. And then she, that that magical, like, whisper of elvish language. Yeah. Um, so and cool. And they said they didn't even subtitle it um, in the movie. No, they, they just did, the, they actually just put the uh, um, the elvish writing in, didn't they? Right, that's um, it's like in the general trivia. Uh, when Arwen escapes from the Black Riders through the river by flooding them, the spell she speaks isn't subtitled. According to the Encyclopedia of Ardo, she says, "I can't say it." N- yeah, I don't. We need <laughs> Lane here for this one. I know. Yeah, that's that. Nino has hit the clear. I don't know. I'm not even gonna start. So I'm uh-huh. so sorry, because I don't want. I don't. I can't do it justice. If Lane were here, he would make both of us try to say it. You know I that. I know right? he would. <laughs> I know he would. Uh, but what Which, does it mean, though? It it means um, roughly, uh, waters of the Hithaglir, hear the word of power, rush waters of Bruinen against ring. Race. Yeah. It's hard for me to read. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You did a good job. Um, so yeah, it's just this, the language is magical, you know? Yeah. It, she, it's ancient language. It's ancient magic and um, magic that the black riders don't understand. Right. Well, I think what's, what's crazy is the black riders are there, the Nazgul. Yeah. And we know how freaking powerful they are. We understand they're a big deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for her to ride against all of them. All of them, yeah. That's what I always thought was so cool about Glorfindel. And people know, that's why I love this. Okay? Mm -hmm. You sent out one. There there was one who had the power. Like, you send out your best riders. Elrond sends out the the top, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Your your, your top elves. Yes. Most powerful. And they are going to ride against the nine. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that is awesome. Yeah. And, and and the fact that Glorfindel, like, when you really, you almost have to slow it down in the books and, and think about the magnitude of what's going on. Because uh, a lot of the power and, and, and all of the, I don't know, just, just even some of the magic, it's, it's, it's like high magic, but it doesn't have the, you know how in Harry Potter, it's like you see spell after spell after spell. It's almost right. just like there's so much of it that you can do a little bit more comparison as to who's stronger who's right. more powerful who's whatever yeah. who wins and, and, and whatnot this is more subtle and underneath yes and it's more something you have to kind of infer and and feel yeah uh the weight and the magnitude of these characters yeah so uh, that's just why i've always thought glorfindel was so cool when he rides against them and he goes out there and so our given this to arwen too i'm cool with mm-hmm. because she is equally uh as 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 powerful yeah i mean she's awesome she does she, she does amazing things so i feel like this was an amazing moment and to, and to see her call upon you know to the, use yeah the spirits the, the yeah. spirits of the forest the the spirits of the river really mm-hmm. and that's what's so cool they're not alone actually you think you think they're that's one person that's so powerful they're powerful because they're in tune with their surroundings and they know how to use it uh, use it sounds negative somehow for me but like to to 
um, call upon help. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because everything, it, it for, for, I don't know, for me, it, go, it goes back to the theory, you know, everything has vibrations, everything is alive somehow, everything, there's the spirit world, you know. Yeah. And it's just this being, knowing that, and, and you would kind of imagine that, I'm just going to call them the bad guys, are yeah. not, into, like, they call upon the power within, the power of their emotions, of their, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um sometimes rage or whatever they yeah, yeah. want to achieve they more see the power within themselves and only within themselves yeah they have like a selfishness and it's all theirs and it's not it's not connecting to because i know what you're, what you're saying that you're making the the connection that like the elves honor the great power around mm-hmm. them right mm-hmm. it's not them and is they're, they're, they're like tapping into it was same thing with jedi right it's like the force yeah. surrounds all of us yeah and it's not really we are in in harmony with it. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the best things to the best ways this was illustrated was actually Obi Wan Kenobi saying to Luke, he was like, mm-hmm. "So do I control it?" And Obi Wan explains it to him essentially, right? That, yeah. that no, like you're you're in uh, relationship with it. Like you yeah. you uh, you give yourself to it, and then you kind of have you have some control, but mm-hmm. there's a give and take. You're in mm-hmm. harmony with it. You're you're at you're at peace or whatever, right? Yeah. And whereas the dark side. They tend to want to harness it. They want yes. to control it. They want it to be theirs. They don't want it to be this relationship that they have with nature or the, the powers around them. Right. right. And that's why they always strive for more. Yeah. Whereas when you're, you always have everything kind of, yeah. y- y- you don't need that more because yeah. it's already there. Yeah. yeah if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting. I, I don't know. I've I've, I've wanted to. Um, I've, I've debated back in the in the past with Lane. Maybe we'll do it at some point to kind of talk about the different powers and how you know good versus evil, light versus dark, all those different things, and the way they're they're depicted in different um, series and and stuff, and just so, sort of that magic mm-hmm. element. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's really cool when you break it down. Yeah. Sorry, guys. There's some uh, ASMR for you outside. There's some uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that soundscape or Beautiful. whatever. Beautiful. <laughs> all right. Know. Um. Yeah, so what's your number two? Actually, I'm I'm gonna throw a curveball at you here, and we're okay. gonna, we're gonna go to your next point, which okay. is your number three. And the reason we're gonna do this is because chronologically it works, and then mm-hmm. my final two will take us to the end. Okay, sounds good. And I have thoughts on so right before your point number three, I actually have a little bit of trivia here on the Council of Elrond. Okay, I just think this is. I love the Council of Elrond. We did two parts on it because yeah. it was it was awesome. It's very different in the in the movie than it is in in, in the book. Yeah. So the Council of Elrond it, it's changed quite a bit. Um, there was much more debriefing of several characters about the current state of affairs and regrouping moment uh, from where Frodo proceeds with his 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 quest. So as in the book, he has already decided to take the ring to Mount Doom from the very beginning. Uh, the screenwriters change it mm. to a fierce debate where Frodo makes his decision, uh, but keeping visual order in all the quarreling parties was quite a challenge. Mm. So because the scene was uh, starting to get too long and expository, it was rewritten even during filming. Boromir's oh. speech at the council was read from a sheet of paper sitting um, on the actor's lap as it was only given to him the night before. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So anyways, it's just because it, it is such a I, th- I think when they're trying to adapt this and you think about all the things that, that you want to do, 
we broke it down in, in, into two chapters. There was so much going on there. Yeah. I think the audiobook was like two hours long. It was just a crazy amount of stuff mm-hmm. happening yes. there. So how do you balance it all? How do you show mm-hmm. it? Give it its weight. Let it have its moment where the characters ride in. They're yeah. debriefed. They're told about stuff. They go, you know, messages are sent back to their kingdom. They then join the fellowship and everything. And off we go. So that kind of leads us into, I guess, like your yes. third point. Right. Yeah. Which it is, does. Which is what? What do you think? Um, It's the moment right after... Um, when the fellowship leaves Rivendell yeah. and they start their journey. And it's kind of like, mm, you could probably call it like a sequence of scenes because there's it starts for me at uh, 1 hour 48 minutes and 33 seconds. That's mm-hmm. very sp- mm-hmm. specific because yeah. right before we see the interaction with Bilbo and Frodo, which is also really cool. And scary. <laughs> and scary. It's, it got me. Yeah. Even though I have seen the movie a couple of times. It did. It actually got you right before we started podcasting too. <laughs> yeah, I know because I was going back. I was going back to that. I, I was trying to find the when they start their journey, and I clicked right into that moment when yeah. Bilbo's face changes. Right. And we talked about while we were watching the movie, um, how beautiful that moment is when and and how bad we feel for for Bilbo. Just he's so embarrassed and like I can't, you know, I can't believe I did that, and that's not me, and he's just. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about that moment. <laughs> it's right after when Elrond kind of gives his farewells and this music and solemn moment of this is the fellowship and we're going to go now and they, you know, they w- wish us good luck. And then that goes um, to Frodo kind of the, being the leader because he's the ring bearer. And then Frodo whispering to Gandalf for for direction asking for directions because it's 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 cute it's a cute funny moment they include there and I think I'm glad they did that because it was which way Gandalf I know (laughs) yeah he's like left left right (laughs) almost like a little bit uh reminds me of um in the Harry Potter movie Goblet of Fire when um Moody you know or what we think is Moody uh points to to the left yeah telling harry where to go in the uh labyrinth or the we should get a harry potter reference uh counter for these episodes Uh, we should second or third i know harry potter Potter in star wars and we need to put in like uh, a dollar or something and um you know what slam on me for for, you know what (laughs) calling you out for the harry potter yeah here i am (laughs) talking about you know obi-wan kenobi my gosh (laughs) all right so yeah that and that like that's awesome, and then we have Aragorn slightly like nodding to Arwen like their goodbye. They can't really have a big moment, but they have that subtle understanding. Hopefully, we'll see each other again. Right. And then when they cross the bridge, and that blast shot of Rivendell, mm-hmm. and yep. the music starts to pick up, and then we got these. And those are the, the the shots that are so, you know, famous for for the movie, where you have these landscape, big landscapes, the mountains, and the cameras like moving around, and we see how little the fellowship, the people look in this big, vast yeah, land, yeah. and just an epic shot. Then um, when they cl- they're on the top of a mountain or hill, and like Gandalf shows up. And behind him, um, Legolas, and then Gimli, and the Hobbits, yep. and so on. And that music right there mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. typical dum 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 dum. Yeah, and it just gives you the chills. So that's like 
I think I posted that moment because I found it on TikTok and I was like, that was a good compilation yeah. of that moment. And right before we were watching the movie, I think I posted it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is neat. I love when, when you can kind of see them um, in Middle Earth and, and yeah. it really showing off like that and showing off New Zealand and basically saying, hey, this place is so beautiful. It is Middle Earth. Like, here we go. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just doing that. It, it's awesome because we see those characters. We see them going on a quest and it feels like mm-hmm. they're in a vast world. Yeah, and there's a long way to go, and mm-hmm. and they're 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 going to walk there, and it's just it's it's good. It really does help sort of paint the idea that they're in this massive world. Yeah, you know, so that's that's a good that's a good point. I uh, also want to mention here, shout out to uh, Brett McKenzie who made a silent cameo as the elf. I've talked to Lane about this before. Uh, he is he's a member of the what are they called? like the Flight of the Concords or something. It's he's he's a fr- from New Zealand, but he I didn't realize he was. By fans, they've dubbed him Figwit. Uh, okay. <laughs> so short for Frodo is great. Who is that? <laughs> so that's kind of that's. I thought it was pretty funny because um, he's just there. He's just dashing and he's he's playing an elf and it's it's cool. So yeah. there's that. Uh, a couple of things there at, at the council. There's a couple. You can clearly tell when they put children in costumes and mm-hmm. they're standing uh, there. They they look very different from. Okay. Uh, d- they needed them for a particular shot. Smaller stand-ins, uh, stand-ins yeah. uh, are, are used, and they use children. So pretty cool. Okay, mm-hmm. on to, so let's, let's move ourselves forward here a little bit so we know where we're headed. My number two moment is um, the Bridge to Casa Doom. So Moria, oh. going through the, the mines yeah. of Moria. You shall not pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so sick. It's awesome. You, you You're so anticipating that moment when the... If you've seen the movie before and you see them fly on the fly, you know, and you're like just waiting for Ganoff to. Yeah, it's just sick. The, like, like, like yeah. they the Bridge of Khazadum is just a wonderful. So all of this were, were again, I, I, I use it to kind of talk again about Moria just in general. But it's mentioned by Gimli. It's brought up. We go in here. We get connections back to the Hobbit. Uh, we see the tomb. We have these crazy moments with Pippin dropping stuff down, waking up a freaking Belrog. <laughs> Poor guy. I know. He didn't mean to. He did yeah. not mean to. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and Gandalf really just ugh, gets on him. But any one of them could have accidentally knocked over something uh, uh, and, and made it made a noise. I always feel kind of bad for him there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just a wild, wild scene where it's it's magnificent. There's tons of little trivia on like. The arrows that are being shot and, and, and how they did some of that stuff and just like what um, they've got. They, they, by the way, if you ever get a chance to check out the X-Ray, I don't know where all they gather all this trivia and stuff, but mm-hmm. they talk about even like shooting days and they, they're they incorporating when the, I don't know. One of the one of the trivia facts was about them surfing. And so it's why you can only see Aragorn on on. It looks like you can only see him on the one side like they 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 shot him doing his thing and you don't yeah. see any anyone else there because they all were surfing or something it's just Ooh. yeah i don't know what <laughs> like that day they needed to do that scene they just needed a break know. i don't know i don't even know what that was yeah i'll have to find that in a second here but that's awesome but just so, sort of crazy stuff and i remember when i was when in the book lane and i were, were talking about this like speaking <laughs> a word of command and and mm-hmm. and, and dumbledore or, oh yeah <laughs> Oh my God! We should just shut it down. Should I? Should, should, should I? I blame you for this. Should I leave that? I was about to just type in the doc, edit that out. I think I'm gonna leave it. I think I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> I should honest mistake. I should honest I mistake. Mean, yeah, that's what happens. We're real. We're real people. 
Uh, but we do edit a lot of stuff out sometimes because, uh, you know, it's, you know I, I, anyway, um, so not Dumbledore, Gandalf, Gandalf. <laughs> my man, <laughs> dad got it. Cause we just literally did Shell Cottage Radio yesterday okay. and all you've been doing is bring up these Harry Potter references and I, uh, anyway, I, I love both characters, but no, he speaks a word of command and, and he, like his powers are, are more, we get more from his character in the mines. Yeah. I mean, we've been getting it with Saruman and difference in, in, you know, on the mountain and everything and, and, the, and the battle of words and will and stuff. But my gosh, though, this is it. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, th- I think uh, when we were down there talking to, to, to Lane, he said that, you know, when he had said Gandalf is the hero. Yeah. He's the hero yeah. of this movie. He, he saves them all. He and saves they, yeah. he saves them all for, for, from the Belrog, and he allows them to continue on. And it's like, oh yeah, I mean, pl- like to, to state it simply, it's his sacrifice. Yeah. It's his it's his great trial. It's his great test. Yeah. What is he willing to do to see this quest through? Well, he's willing to Every face a Belrog. Everything yeah. to 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 sort of on. I've always liked the Astari and, and and studying like the the wizards and how they were meant to go in and be guides and not mm-hmm. necessarily use their full strength and capacity. Yeah. They were meant to guide men. And, and this is their about like, that's the whole reason that the Valar and the Maiar and, and others over in Valinor stay out of this. They've mm-hmm. done their time. They've done their thing. They've helped. They've done whatever. This is now the, you know, men, right? Men and right. elves have their alliance and the wizards are just there to kind of guide. But when something, and unless I'm wrong, you guys can, I want you to think about this. When something from the first age shows up, all bets are off. That is that that is a remnant from Morgoth. That is a remnant from the first Dark Lord. So Gandalf doesn't have to hold back at all. Yeah. I'm not saying you know people are like, well, because yeah, there are times where where I mean I don't know he's he doesn't do everything he could. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not he's, he's leaving not, the Fellowship and also the group and and the Hobbit. Yeah, a couple times. He's guiding. He's letting them make Mm -hmm. decisions. He's saying, like, let the ring bearer choose, right? He's he's, he's letting them do their... But nah, at this point in time, now I actually see something that I'm going to go off. Yeah. I'm going to go off on. And he does. And it makes a lot of sense. It's like, this is the the Belrog. And so he has this moment where he just fights him and tells them to run. And this is not a, a, a fight that you can win. He's talking to Aragorn. Lead them on. He knows. He already knows what he's going to have to do. Yeah. And it's just a sick moment. Anybody who doesn't yeah. think it's a sick moment, you can just get out of here. Okay. <laughs> um, I love it. And I, I just think it's one of the most yeah. just and coolest things. He's that character that everyone, as long as he's around, everyone kind of feels safe and yeah. good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the mm-hmm. same thing with um, the dwarves and yeah. the same thing with the fellowship. They yeah. all get anxious once Gandalf leaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they do. Yes, because they're um, in the Hobbit. They're always wondering where did Gandalf go, yeah. right? Yeah. What happened to him? And there's a comfort. Bilbo oftentimes yeah. is the one talking about the comfort of, of Gandalf and him being around. Like, okay, where's he at? And the, but because he leaves, Bilbo steps up, right? Now and other members up. have to step up yeah. and do the thing. Aragorn now yes, steps up he's and, like, and leads. Let's go. We yeah. have to go right now. And yep. Frodo's in, you know, in shock and tears. And yeah, yeah. They can't have that moment. Right. Yeah. They can't have that moment. You got to go because orcs are on their way. Ah, uh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, that's an awesome moment. It's great. Thanks for sharing that again. You're welcome. Now, let me transition us into my third moment because I want to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the extended edition when we get to Lothalorien. And Sam, by the way, the the lament for Gandalf. They're singing about Gandalf, yeah. Legolas. I don't have the heart to tell you what they're saying. 
Uh, yeah, and Sam yeah. gets up, God bless him, and he starts singing about his his firecrackers and fireworks and stuff, and it's terrible. It's but absolutely that's a terrible. Good moment. But you know, he's he's he wants to remember. He's like, I bet they're not saying anything about his fireworks. <sighs> yeah, you know, and so that's his piece. That's where that's he cool. can kind of add yeah. in there, like the uh, Hobbit side of of um, paying yeah. tribute and honoring his memory and stuff. So I love Lothlorien, even though it's hard to pronounce, uh-huh. but I love it. I love it. And I could not, sometimes I'm just going back and forth. I don't know which I like better, but do I really have to like one better, Rivendell or Lothlorien? I oh, just yeah, love elves. Both and, beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I do too. I think everyone, there's something, uh, th- th- just the way they do it, the way they're in, like th- their appearances in the books, just... They're otherworldly, right? They're just something yeah. beyond, and they're they're so cool. And yeah. so to go to Lothlorien is awesome. And Galadriel, the whole moment mm-hmm. is just sick, yeah. absolutely sick. So anyway, that's just kind of transitioning into. And this is a shout out to Lane, by the way. My point three, uh, the 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 breaking of the fellowship. Lane has called this the best, and I'm so sorry, buddy. I'm so sorry. The best twenty something minutes of of cinematography. He knows the exact. Mm-hmm. minute uh there i was i'm around up on the river and yeah yeah he, he, yes he, he, heading down the river um so it's it's right when they sort of um take take onto the shore mm-hmm. and it's just he's right he's right if you watch it from that moment forward and it, but we were doing the rewatch and i was like exhausted by the time we i know there, you, I are, like, you are you huh, are <laughs> you feel okay. like you've gone on a journey yourself but when you just because he's done it before he's just clicked it on he's like just watch from here on and he's yeah. right. The, the the music, the way it hits, Boromir mm-hmm. trying to take the ring, uh, Frodo wrestling with this idea that he knows what he has to do. The information from Gladriel was given to him. He has to kind of leave. And he's thinking about Gandalf, which renews sort of some of his, mm-hmm. his, his energy. Lurtz is there, the battle with Lurtz, and, and all the stuff that's going on. Let me see. There's a couple x-ray things here. Let me go find mm-hmm. them. So this is like scene 54, according to them. But yeah, it's just, it's full of emotion and it's not something you really expect i guess like 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 you kind of i guess if you're yeah. reading and paying attention as, as as you go along you're like okay yeah they they like he might have to do this or whatever but mm-hmm. you think the fellowship's going to be together to to mordor and maybe yeah. they lose a few people along the way or whatever but yeah we didn't really think this would be so yeah the, the climax of the of the movie actually uh, intercut to the last chapter of the first book, Boromir trying to take the ring from Frodo, Frodo's decision mm-hmm. to leave the Fellowship in the first chapter of the second book, uh, which shows Boromir's death and funeral. So kind of a mixing of, of those, you know, the yeah. end of the first book and, and then again, the beginning of the, of the, of the second. Uh, Merry and Pippin's capture, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas beginning their pursuit of the orcs. Yeah. So it's just a, a magical moment and there's so much stuff happening. I think... Um, Boromir, you know, I, I, it's almost like I get like emotional every time he does it. I'm just like, God. And then when he, when he apologizes, he didn't mean to after he's get, after he gets hit in the head and he's sitting there realizing, what did I just do? Yeah. It's almost like it's a almost spell like, is over almost him. Almost like Bilbo when he was like, oh, what did yeah. I just do? Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's, it, it was wild. Um, here's something funny. So the dummy of Sean Bean's body at the end of the, at the, at the very end Mm -hmm. was so convincing that a crew member while taking lunch orders, asked other crew members if he wanted anything. (laughs) So like, (laughs) isn't it? Oh, Oh. (laughs) wow. So yeah, a, a a silicon shell 
uh, of, of him goes over the waterfall at the end, which, which is wild. I thought it was kind of funny as I was yeah. reading through some of these things. Uh, what else? I thought it was pretty cool. I'm trying to find this moment and I hope I remember it correctly. Uh, Mary and Pippin see Frodo. I yes. think before, yes. right before he leaves and he knows he has to go on, um, on his own right now. He doesn't even want Sam. Um, and he's like, no, like I try to find it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, he's like, they're like, come here, they come here, communica- come here. Yeah. They yeah. communicate. Hide here, hide here. Right. And they, and, yeah. and he says, he shakes his head. No. no. Right. And then one of the two is like, no, we got to get him or something. And then right. the other one says, no, no, he's, 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 he's leaving. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was kind of cool. Here, they yeah, did I got that. it. Hide here, quick. Yeah, right. and then come on. And he's right. like, Mm-mm, and they lose their faces. What's he doing? Yeah, they don't doesn't understand. Like, oh like, yeah, like, yeah. What's he doing? Mm-hmm. And then he's leaving. He's leaving. Yeah, they get it. They understand it, yeah. and and I think that's really really kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's Mary who gets that uh, mm-hmm. before Pippin, and then okay, cool. And then Pippin jumps yes, out because yes, he's like, that's exactly. No, yep. come here. P- no, Pippin, and then and then. They lead, they step up. They step up and big they time. like, here, you know, here we are, get us. Yeah. You yep. stupid orcs. <laughs> right, right. It's, yeah. They lead them away from Frodo. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. That's for me an epic moment too. Just right. within your, yeah. Yeah, you know, no, you no, no within this moment, there's so mm-hmm. many, there's so many things. So it's yeah. really kind of uh, an easy one just to sort of throw like mm-hmm. eh, the last 20 plus minutes or whatever. It's amazing. So, yeah. And then I know which one is also like part of that, your favorite moment. Oh, you do? Yes. Uh, I feel like I. <laughs> we I've... recreated that moment in Hocking Hills. Huh? <laughs> what? I don't remember. When Mr. Frodo's like, um,. Oh gosh, I gotta find the right quote here. I, I don't remember this at all. I'm going to mortar. Uh, I'm going. I'm, oh, I'm going to mortar my. on my own. On my own. Right. Of course you are. Yeah. And I'm coming going with, with you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And yes, yes, like, yes. And he doesn't even swim. No, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people are like, okay, that's ridiculous, but. No, it's awesome. It's what he does for for Mr. He doesn't even know how to swim, but he knows yeah. he has to go with. Gandalf him. said, "Don't you leave him." Yeah. Don't don't you leave him, and and and, and he's not going to. So no, that was that. That is that is a, a great moment. You know, my other one is is Boromir, honestly sounding the horn mm-hmm. and leading them away, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and literally leading them away from the group. That is he he full on you know is is trying to make up for for what has just happened. Yeah, realizing they're under attack and knowing that the ring could be taken by them. He or, or Frodo, the others could be hurt. He's just leading them on mm-hmm. towards himself. You've yeah. got Merry and Pippin tossing the rocks. Uh, it's it's wild. So, actually, um, Sean Bean's wearing like a a fiberglass uh, sheet yeah. underneath all of those arrows that that, that oh. like are in mm-hmm. are in him or whatever. I don't know how they did that. I was actually yeah. trying to look up more. Like, what? How did they? Looks like he gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's just pretty pr- pretty amazing the stuff that they kind of pull off in film sometimes. But yeah. anyway, no, the whole thing, and you know, the, and then then Aragorn's leaning over him and and talking to him. It's just such a good moment. Yeah. It's it's really, he calls him my king, yeah. and yeah, that like he's not going to let the White Tower fall. He's just he's he's going to the people of Gondor. He's going to yeah. to aid and help. It's just almost like I'm going to take your spirit and take it with me. Yeah, I got and, you. And uh, yeah, come on, I'll finish yep. the mission for yep. you. Yeah. 
and it was good. It felt, I think it, it felt good for, for, for Boromir um, to know that. He gave, he gave him a piece right there at the end, yeah. which, was, which was great. So Yeah, because yeah, Lurtz has got the bow standing right there about to shoot him and actually end him. Uh, and right. Ar- Aragorn says, no, nah, no, nah, I, need, I need a last conversation. Yeah. Get out of here. Takes yep. him out. Sick. Sick. The whole movie is just wonderful. You guys know it's great. There's there's many, 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 many more, um, you know, cool little tidbits, little extras uh, in the extended edition that I was like, you know, I, and I have seen actually the, the Fellowship extended edition. It was the Hobbits I had not really seen. <laughs> <laughs> Those were like, well, you know, what was Thrain doing there? Uh, but uh, yeah, no, th- th- these were just great. And I, I full on love this. And anytime I go... Uh, where we travel or we go on vacation or there's like a long oh, yeah. plane ride or whatever. Yeah. I feel like these are really nice to kind yeah. of watch on the plane, yeah. um, especially the extended edition and just even have on while you're doing household chores or you're just uh-huh. doing different stuff. They're so quotable. They're so good. The music hits. It makes you feel good. Oh, the music is, is one of the best parts of the movie. One of the things I forgot to mention, <laughs> I said this during the rewatch, and this is the thing uh, we sometimes have trouble remembering everything we said during the rewatch. Uh, th- remember I said I was in, I was in orchestra. And yes. we played that the the fellowship sort of like a smattering of the different themes or whatever. But the one that blew everybody away that we nailed in orchestra. I think it was in middle school or high school. Yeah, it was a, yeah, high school orchestra. And we were playing the part where um, they're making the Urukai. Yeah, the Dolgaldor. Yeah. No, no, no. No. This is this is Saruman with oh. the white hand. Oh yeah. yeah. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and and oh, so yeah. all the brass players. I was joking that like all I had to do was sit back and just like I like just play a couple notes over and like the undertone just like I wish you could have seen that. Yeah, I'm over here playing it, but like I could actually just listen to that part, and I was like, I remember I was like nodding, I was like, yes, let's go. Yeah, it was really cool. People loved when we played that. It was it was good. Yeah. Um. So anyway. Uh, okay. All right, friends. Well, hey, that is pretty much it. Those are our top kind of um, top moments from from the film. If you guys have thoughts, send them in. You know, we can actually we can even do a little recap if you guys send us in your thoughts on on this uh, portion. When we go into the next film, we could do a quick recap and talk about them. Uh, yeah. If you guys send those in, just send us send us a DM uh, on the on the Instagram there, or or send us an email with your thoughts on the Lord of the Rings <laughs> and uh, on the Fellowship of the Ring, and we can yeah. kind of go from there. One last uh, thing I wanted to mention, just in general. Matthew, Ryan, Kayla, Clifford, um, all these people who, you know, joined us and commented yes, and yes. you just make it fun. And Ryan actually said, <laughs> anyone seen the latest theory that Gollum probably killed Frodo's parents as the only clues he had were Shire and Baggins? And we don't want to go into any depth about this, but I just wanted to kind of know, uh, if anyone has thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, there was there was that comment. Then there was the other one about um, oh, yeah, yeah. Hang a, gl- on. Um, a Glorfindel lookalike yeah. in, in the beginning. Matthew said that, yeah. With like blonde hair or something. And I didn't see that, actually. I forgot to go back and look. Mm-hmm. There was another one about um, Billy Boyd or, or Pippin playing in the band. At, yes. at Gandalf's um There's cool or at, little, at Bilbo's party, yeah. Cool little tidbits from yeah. Yes, Pippin was playing in the band. Yeah, I did not notice well, that. Well, he was so. always a re- yeah, I went or back near- and saw it and some shots he's not in it, other shots he's on the stage. Is he dancing and, or and- around? He's sitting um there's like almost like steps. And it's Pippin? It's Pippin? Um, yeah, I it, always have such a hard time telling them apart. That's I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. one it, I, I bet it is because he, um he's wearing this uh 
vest with a flannel mm-hmm. yeah a pattern on it or yeah. something yeah yeah that i think sweetie i'm sorry i think they all are wearing oh. vests with <laughs> flannel patterns so anyway uh so um but no I, because billy boyd is in a band and ah, and so okay. he has his own uh band and so and he, he plays people and he does a lot of uh, yep, yep and he does a lot of the singing so that would make cool. a lot of sense that would make sense yeah which is cool so yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. Th- thanks for for coming and hanging out during the live stream yes. and just and having fun just there. To mention that. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, okay, hey, quick little bywater post here from Andrew Shrump. Here we go. Hey, I set out to read Lord of the Rings uh, books a few months ago, and I'm here now. I saw your podcast and was interested. Then I realized it was a book club type of listen. I wanted to read the books uh, start to finish, so I dove in. This was exciting. The journey of Frodo and gang uh, was set off, and I enjoyed it so much. I love the movies since they came out, and uh, I have never read The Lord of the Rings cover to cover. Huh. All right. Uh, that has now changed and really enjoyed the the listens and the laughs with you two. There was so much that came alive in the books, even after knowing the story so well as you pulled things out and described uh, things from the page. Tolkien really did build a wondrous world. It took me 14 months to the day, as they say in the movies, to go through the story uh, and all of your episodes, it took a long time, but I, I planned it out that once I got over uh, a year of, of reading. Yeah. Uh, like many things that happened in your episodes that lined up with the chapters we read, I have finished my journey in the amount of time The Hobbits took to do it too. Again, as the movies oh, say. that's cool. That's cool. Uh, it is sad to hear... Uh, to be here at the end, and I can't wait to get into the next journey with the podcast. Thank you for the great memories and sharing your time with us. Frodo lives, Andrew. So shout out to you, Andrew. Thank you, by the way. I, I, I love that the, the, you know, I know things have changed on the podcast, and Lane and I talked, he talked about that today uh, in his little tidbit, and then w- we've acknowledged it here. It, it is what it is. I mean, I'm so happy that we got through all the books. I'm, I'm so happy that we went and did The Hobbit, and we did the movie reviews, and that stuff is timeless. It's there, it and is. it's yeah. it's fun, and, uh, and we had a, a wonderful time. And, you know, I mean, 10 years from now, who knows? You go back right. and and it's it's interesting how your life as you move along, right? You gain experiences, different things happen, and it can cause you to focus on different moments in the story that you didn't focus on before. Right. You know, you can always go back, and there's so much to see and explore right. still. Yeah. Right. And and to see how kind of it it uh, it touches you or or, or how it uh, affects you or whatever. I think that would be something cool to look forward to in the future or whatever. Mm. So, and I'm excited to see what these these the the new show brings and. And uh, the War of the Rohirrim and, and all sorts of stuff. I'm just really excited to see what they're going to do in, in Middle Earth. I'm, I think it's going to be... We, we have a lot to look forward to, friends. I yeah. want to per, uh, personally thank Andrew, too, because thank you for writing in and telling, you know, the boys yeah. <laughs> what they're doing. And, and is great because some people get so discouraged reading the books and they need someone to guide them through and to bring it to life. And you guys did that. And I just want to say thank mm-hmm. you, Andrew, Andrew, for telling them that because there's a lot of people who listen, who think that, and that's like, not everybody has to write in, but if yeah, you get no, a message yeah. like that, it's just so, so sweet to hear um, for yeah. me as I, you know, I just get to be part of this little, little tiny part of yeah. your podcasting journey here. But I actually enjoyed reading the first book and listening to some of your episodes along because it helped yeah. me so much to get through the story and to see more 
to read between the lines and to bring yeah. it, yeah, like I said, to life. Well, so. I, I, I've heard from other people, and I, I hope this is true. You know, I hope that, like, as, as, we, as you pull up points or whatever, you almost, I mean, again, even as a teacher, I'm excited to see what kids bring to the table as, as far as, like, their takeaways. Mm-hmm. And then do yeah. they line up with mine? You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. as you're listening to the podcast, it's like, okay, you have your own thoughts. And then, oh, we didn't cover that one. Guys, you didn't cover yeah. this one. What about this one? Oh, that's awesome. Let's share that. You know, yes. send that in. We can talk about that. And people did, like, our, our Facebook group, um, People used to, we used to have like a little discussion and people would go in and share mm-hmm. their thoughts on the chapter, uh, talk about things that we did hit, things that we didn't. It's just because you could go for hours and hours and we already went oh, for yeah. multiple <laughs> hours, you know, it was like, wow. So yeah. I don't know. It was, it was fun. It's good to hear that. And thank you, um, Andrew. Really, really do appreciate it because. And that's know. what, like you said, that's what literature is, is for you to fill the gaps or, you know, draw your own conclusions or even like connect it with things that happened in your life and one of the things that made me want to become an English teacher was um, it was actually in German class so Mm -hmm. I was like um, first semester in university and you kind of go two weeks or three weeks you have like an internship thing where you go to school and you kind of go along with other teachers to see what it's like is that really for me and um, anyway German class and they were doing the kids had to do an interpretation of faust faust okay. uh-huh that's a story a very a classic german classic okay and they had to do their own they had to bring it to life and just the different versions the different emphasis uh-huh. they came emphasis, up with yes uh that was so amazing to me to see and i was like i want to be uh, you know a teacher who brings that out in their their kids and and that it literature is more than just reading yeah. So I guess that's all I wanted to say. I you know I struggled a little bit through that story, but yeah, um, that's yeah. No, yeah, it is. You, you and you do want to kind of you want people to be able to kind of pull something out of out of a story or and and, and share that. And it's it's interesting to see what different minds will kind of come up with and yeah. what they what their what their takeaways are. Yeah. So that's always why I've I've even said uh, as we do kind of our Harry Potter reread for Shell Cottage Radio or or anything. It's there's value in every single person's thoughts and and their yeah. takeaways. Yeah. You know, they can be similar and they can be very different. They could, they're all still unique because of, of who they're coming from. So right, yeah, it's cool. All right, friends. Well, all right, that is uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we will be back again with our, our two tower stuff, and again, we'll try to do some breakdown of the news and what have you. But uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Um, if you want to, again, we're going to have a couple extra things over on Patreon. You can check that out. If you want to send anything to Lane and Sarah, it's the Shire P.O. Box 96 Amanda 043102. Uh, feel free to hit them up, send us something, whatever. We've gotten letters sometimes. They're just really nice. Some people want to write in a, ha- a handwritten thing, and I think that's just really cool. So uh, feel free to do that. But that is it for us. Uh, we want to thank you guys for going on this on this awesome adventure. Next mm-hmm. time, we're going to be diving into the two Towers. And this could be mm-hmm. July 9th is our re our rewatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll kind of gather some thoughts and go from there. So yeah, this should be a lot of fun. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, or send us a shadow fax. We will see you next time. And remember, Frodo knows. Frodo knows. Bilbo knows. And Fro- Frodo lives. <laughs>
喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵 At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit Parker.com/purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.